Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. I like that. I love that you're standing. We're going to stand just in honor of God's word. I've got two verses for you today. We're in a series called Relation Slips. Somebody shout Relation Slips. We've been talking through some relationships. I'll talk to you more about that in a second. Let's just get to God's word. If you're ready for God's word, say, I'm ready. I like it. This is what the Bible says. It's in 1 Peter chapter 2. And I'll just tell you, we did a study on 1 Peter last summer called Get Up. And I'll just tell you, maybe some of you need to get up today, right? This idea that some of you and I, listen, he, this is Peter speaking to people that know Jesus, living in a world that's, that's far from Jesus, is doing everything else a different way. And Peter's encouraging the believers in this one way. And he's saying, hey, you need to live differently, pretty much. You need to live differently. This is what the Bible says, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. It says this, but you are not like that. He says, you're a chosen people. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession. And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. Is there anybody thankful for God today? I don't know about you, but I was in a dark place in my life. I was in a dark place in my past, but thanks be to God for what Jesus has done. I don't know what you walk in here with this week. I don't know what your week may look like, but it may be darkness all around you. But in Jesus, there's hope. In Jesus, there's light. I love what it goes on to say. Once you had no identity as a people, but now. Somebody shout, but now. But now you're God's people. Once you received no mercy, but now. Somebody shout, but now. You have received God's mercy. And I love that. I love that scripture. I think what Peter, if he's trying to encourage us, 2022, this year, relationships all around us, we're slipping and sliding. We don't know which direction to go. I think he would just challenge us with this idea. It's not the title of today's message. I wish I would have titled it this. Today's message title is Dates and Mates, as in friends, okay? All right? Mates as in friends. But I really would title it this idea of, of live differently. I really believe that God is calling you and I in this culture, in this world, that we're called to live differently. And uh, I, I just think that God's going to speak to us today. I'm excited that you're here. I can't wait just to share what God has put on our heart, just to share with this idea of live differently. Let's pray together. Let's stretch our hands towards heaven. Come on, let's pray. Jesus, we thank you so much for today. God, we honor you. Jesus, we love you. We just pause for just a few seconds just to say thank you for what you've done. Jesus, thank you for dying on a cross. Thank you that my sin was what puts you there, that I was far from you. Thank you, Jesus, that you gave your life. Thank you, Jesus, that you gave your all. Thank you, Jesus, that you went and you took the punishment that I deserve and you took it upon yourself. And so, Jesus, we say thank you. Thank you for that. God, today we just honor you. Today we want to glorify you. Today we want to lift up your name, King Jesus. It's all about you. It's all for you. And it's all because of you. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. And everybody said that everybody said amen amen one more time can we give Jesus the loudest ovation that we've given him all week long come on y'all can do better than that let's give it up for King Jesus in this place I love it I love it I love once you high five four people and say I'm glad you're here I'm glad you're here and you can have a seat you can have a seat you can have a seat I'm so thankful for you I'm so glad you're here 
I'm so thankful that you're here today, and I want to just take just a second and uh, just look into the camera that's right there and just tell everybody that's watching online, listen, we're so glad that you're here. We're so glad that you're joining in. Everybody's listening on the podcast. Man, so thankful for you, and if you're in the area, come join. Come be a part of what God is doing here. It's just better in the room. Come on, somebody help me in the room. It's just better in the room, right? And so, man, we just love to invite you. We're really glad that you're here, and I'm glad that all of you are here. Uh, today, we, start, we, we are continuing a series that we started last week called Relation Slips. Tap your neighbor, say Relation Slips. All right, good, 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 good. So we've been talking about this idea for a lot of us. Let's be honest. We all have relationships in this room. And uh, when they first start out, let's just be real for just a second. Like when they first start out, whether it's a friendship, whether it's parenting even, uh, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a marriage, everything's good at first. Come on, somebody, right? When it first starts, everything is good. Everything seems to be going well until you hit that roadway called life and you start doing life together and you start being friends together, you're married, and you get past that first, you know, six months, all of that stuff, and what begins to happen, if you're honest, if we're all being honest, we begin to slip and slide a little bit when it comes to our relationships, right? And so how many of y'all, if you would just be honest in this place, how many of you would say, you know what, I have had in the past, and don't be pointing to nobody in here, but I've had a relationship that has slipped in the past. Come on, wave at me if that's you, all right? I think all of us can agree. I think all of us can say, you know what, we've been there. We've had relationships in our life that have slipped slipped and and what started out good I mean it may be in a slippery slope now but I just believe that God's word has something for us that he wants to encourage us when it comes to our relationships and I I got a quick question this is an all skate meaning I want everybody to participate everybody out on the skating rink for all the skaters in the room all right I want everybody to participate how many of y'all have a favorite tv show come on wave at me all right, we asked that in uh, the Minute Mingle today where you were just talking to other people. And I'll just show you all my cards real quick. Mine and Allie's like, let's just be honest. When we first got married, which again, 10 years this month. Praise God for that woman right there. All right. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, when we first got married, I'll just be honest, our, like our go-to shows, this for the older crowd in the room, Hawaii Five-O. Come on, somebody. All right. We watched it on Friday nights. We had nothing else to do. We were sitting at home watching Hawaii Five O on Channel 12, all right? That was our Friday night. Uh, how many of y'all, uh, uh, like, anybody, anybody heard of Hawaii Five O out there? Okay, some of y'all, yeah, the older generations heard that. I, I'm with you. Um, what about this, NCIS? Come on, somebody, right? We kind of graduated to that. We were watching NCIS all the time. We'd be taping it, trying to, taping it. That shows how old I am. Wow, uh, I'm not taping it. We'd be trying to DVR it and do all of that. And uh, so those are some of our favorite shows. Now we've kind of graduated to Disney. Come on, somebody with all of our kids, <laughs> our 48,000 kids we got. And, and uh, uh, it just is one of those things that, like, that's kind of our favorite TV shows now is Paw Patrol. Come on, somebody, right? That's Nickelodeon, but we're going to go with it either way, okay? Uh, and, and again, I, I want us to think about it as we think of our favorite TV show. As you're kind of just walking through that, and you were sharing that earlier with somebody, I want you to think about that TV show. And I want you to think about, just for a second, how are the relationships portrayed in that show? Right? Think about it for just a second. Think about how marriage comes across. Think about how they talk about marriage. Think about how they talk about dating. Think about how they talk about friendships. Uh, look at how they do relationships in their workplaces. Like, if you begin to just kind of take a step back and begin to watch a lot of that, look, y'all, let's be honest. The, the, what they're portraying to us, that ain't very good, okay? 
if we're going to be real, the things the media are shouting at you and I, that this is what your relationship should look like, this is what your friendship should look like, uh, this is how you should friend, this is how you should date. If we were just being really honest, I think a lot of us could look back, take a step back and say, you know what, I don't really know if I have a good picture of what a, a good relationship really would look like, what that does, but I just believe that God's Word has a really good picture of what relationships should look like for you and I. And again, I think it's so important that whatever place that you find yourself in today, whether it's marriage, whether you're single, where are all my married people at? Wave at me. Where are all my married people at? Make some noise in the room. Good, y'all are learning. You know I'm going to trick. Where are all the single people at? Raise your hand, wave around like you just do care, all right? Look around. This is what you're working with, all right? If you don't like it, we got two services, okay? We got a 9 o'clock and a 1045. Come on, somebody, right? So, so I don't care where you find yourself in life. Maybe you're, you're, you're married. Maybe you're single. Maybe you're single looking to mingle. Maybe you're single again and you didn't plan on it. Whatever that might be, I really believe that if Jesus is up in the mix of all of your relationships, you've got a, you've got a success of a plan. Like you've got a plan that's going to be successful. That, that again, this world may say, you know what, doing it that certain way is boring, it's outdated, you shouldn't do it that way. But I just have to say that if, if Jesus is in the middle of it, life with Jesus is anything but boring. That life with Jesus is, any, is, is an adventure. And I just want to challenge some of us today that guess what, the world may tell us to live this way one way, but as Peter was telling us just a second ago, I'm going to challenge us when it comes to our relationships. Let's live differently. Let's live differently. Let's live countercultural, right? The only fish going with the flow are, are, are dead fish. Come on, somebody, right? Because God is calling you and I to go the other direction, and he's calling us to go against the grain, against what culture would have to say to us about our relationships. Again, Peter in our text is telling us that, that he's saying, you know what you guys have been? If you know Jesus, and again, maybe you're here and you don't know Jesus, I'm so glad you're here. This is a place for you that you can come and, and listen. You can belong before you believe. I want you to know that. I'm glad you're in this place, but I want you to know, too, that if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, that you and I have been called out of darkness and into the light. That you and I have been called out of the lies of what culture would tell us and into the truth of what God's word is. And I like that one part in there where it says, hey, you are a chosen people. Uh, in the KJV, which is the King Jimmy version is what I like to call it. The King James version. If you want to go back to that, that word chosen is actually a word called peculiar. Right? And he says, you are a peculiar people. Tap your neighbor and say, you sure are peculiar. Just go ahead and let them know. Tap your neighbor say, you sure are peculiar. Yeah. Welcome to Purpose Church. A bunch of weird people. No, I'm just kidding. Really glad you're here. But here, here's the deal. It says you're a peculiar people. I looked up that word peculiar, right, in the dictionary. This is what Webster had to say about it. So what you just told your neighbor is this idea that you're strange, <laughs> that you're uncommon, that you're unusual. Welcome to Purpose Church, everybody. I'm glad you're here, right? Yeah, it's good, good. Strange, uncommon, unusual, distinctive in nature or character from other people. I like that. I like that definition of peculiar. What I believe God is calling all of us, even in our relationships, is out of the crowd. And that you and I, we are not to look like society. That you and I are to follow what everybody else is doing in the way that they do relationships. That you and I are not a part of the majority, but actually we're a part of the minority. And at times, how we date, how, we mar how we're married, how we, how we serve our spouse, how we friend, all of that, it may look a little different. It may look a little odd, but I want you to write this down. I encourage you to live differently because common is already taken. Live differently because just like everybody else is already taken. Just normal is already taken. 
Ordinary is already taken. I would encourage you, let's live differently. Our marriages, how we date, even for the single people in the room, how we break up, right? How we break up should look differently from the world. It should look different. Listen, I want to understand. Your singleness, it should look different from the world. Our friendships should look differently. And what happens is, is we begin to step out. We begin to follow what God has to say for us in his word. What begins to happen is that society will lie to you and I, and they'll give us some slip-ups that we sometimes slip up with, right? That's what we started talking about last week. I gave you five slip-ups for marriage. If you missed it last week, go back and watch it. Today, this kind of can be applied to any sort of uh, wherever you are in a, in a relationship world. And so if you're ready for a couple of common slip-ups, say, I'm ready. All right, so like these are bad advice, okay? So like don't th- like this is not what you and I need to be doing, but we sometimes find ourselves living this way. Slip up number one, if you want to write it down, is this idea that you got to look for the right person. Slip up number one, you got to look for the right person. How many of y'all, if we could just be really honest in the room, how many of y'all growing up, or maybe even right now in your Georgia house, you've got a list of everything you're looking for in a, in a spouse? Come on, somebody. Some of y'all are like, that's me. Yes, Lord. You waving your hand? I like it, right? you got a list, right? I think all of us, if we were honest, we would say that we had a list growing up of like these certain things, that, and there's nothing wrong with standards. Hear me say that. Nothing wrong with having standards, but don't be praying for somebody if you're not willing to do the same thing that you're praying for. Dude, this microphone is already getting hot. Y'all just get ready, all right? Just get ready. But I want us to understand that all of us have a list. I want this. I want that. I'm I'm asking for this. And here's what we think so many times, a common slip-up when it comes to relationships, is this idea that you and I are thinking, okay, hey, if I can just find the right person, then everything's just going to be all right. Like we think that somehow, some way, this person, when I find them, is going to fix me. Like they're going to love me for me. They'll accept me for me. I'll never have to change. They're going to appreciate who I am, even my faults and my flaws and all of my mess, right? And the problem is, is this whole idea when I'm thinking I'm going to find that right person and then everything is going to be all right, is that that takes the responsibility and it puts it on someone else instead of you and I taking responsibility for ourselves. And I want to encourage us today to get, listen, God is telling you and I not to just look for the right person. Here's what you got to do. Become the right person. So you want to combat this idea of just a common slip up that a lot of people do. Don't look for the right person, but let's become the right person. Let's become the right person. The word of God actually gives us clarity on what that looks like. Even Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 says it this way. I'm certain that God who began a good work within you will continue his work. That is a continuing process. That is a process where I'm not finished, I'm not done, but he will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So you've got to understand that we are always becoming, that we should always be willing to say, you know what, I'm looking at the mirror of my life, I'm comparing the Bible and what the Word of God has to say, and do I look like what this is saying? I think for a lot of us, we have to just continue to remind ourselves, I am becoming, I'm not just looking for the right person. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's masterpiece. Tap your neighbor now and say, I know you're peculiar, but you're a masterpiece. Go ahead, let them know. Tap your second choice. Tap your second choice and tell them you're still a masterpiece too. Come on, somebody. All right. Hey, this is what the Bible says. This is what the Bible says, that you are God's masterpiece. Somebody shout Masterpiece. You're God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus. Watch this. Watch this. 
so that we can do good things that he planned for, planned for us long ago. See, what I want us to understand is God has taken the time to prepare the path before you ever even took your first breath. Before you ever had air in your lungs or a pulse in your heart, listen, God was already thinking about you. God already had a purpose for you. And he wants to unveil this purpose for your life better than you can ever dream of. But my question is for you, what are you doing to prepare for the purpose that God has for you? Like, what are you doing? Because if you're not preparing, you are unprepared. Right? If you are not preparing, if you are not becoming, then we are, we are slipping up and we're sliding back. And I just want to challenge us as a church what our relationship should look like is they should look differently than the world, and we shouldn't just say, you know what, yeah, okay, cool, I'm going to look for the right person. No, 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 I'm going to become the right person. And again, maybe some of us are saying in here, you're here, and you're like, okay, Dustin, I'm done preparing. Like, I've been preparing for too long. I'm at my spot. I'm just waiting like the timer has gone off. I'm waiting for God just like that boy's going to walk in the room, or that girl, she's going to show up right in front of me, and I'm just done preparing. And I would just challenge you, absolutely not that you're not waiting, that your life is not on pause just because you're single, that you are not at a stop sign in your life, that you and I should be becoming, that you and I should be growing, that you and I should be running, you and I should be stretching, and that that person that comes alongside of you better have to run to catch up to you because you are so set on the prize that God has out in front of you, that you're sprinting after God, they better have to run just to catch up with you. Come on, if anybody believes that, can we give God a big shout of praise in this place? We got to be becoming. And listen, I want you to understand you have a purpose. This is the same thing for all, all our married folks in the room right now. Listen, you and I should be becoming. Why? Because where you are today is not where you'll be tomorrow. No, this idea that why, well, God has more for your marriage. God wants to use your marriage. Your marriage is a mirror to the gospel. Do you know that? That your marriage is a mirror to the gospel. He wants to use you. And until you and I look perfectly into this mirror known as the gospel and we see perfection, which we will not ever achieve on this side of heaven, there's always a way for you and I to become better. That we can grow. That God can change. God changed me. I think some of us in this room need to understand that fulfillment comes when you and I begin to respond to who am I becoming? Who am I becoming? I heard someone say it like this before. Are you becoming, and I just feel the spirit of Dr. Seuss all upon me right now. Watch this. Are you becoming the one, the one you're looking for is looking for? Right? Are you, are you becoming the one, the one you're looking for is looking for? And again, I, my, my heart and our heart as a church is that we want to help you discover this. We want to help you become the person that God has called you to be. That's why we're doing this thing called Next today. Right, that's why right after the service, we're going to feed you some lunch. Why would we do that? You know why? Because we want you to understand that God has a plan for you. That God has a purpose for you. Why are we going to encourage you? Jump in a crew. You know why? Because you can grow in a crew. You can find some freedom in a crew. You can do life with other people. And God wants you to become the person that he's called you to be. Why, why are we going to encourage you? Jump on a serve team. You know why? Because we want you to walk out this purpose that God has put on the inside of you. And I just want to challenge all of us. Uh, again, I'm not, I hope you don't un understand that I'm preaching at you as much as I'm preaching at myself. Because I don't think it's time to start pointing fingers at everybody else. It's time for you and I to point fingers back at us and say, God, I can't change myself. But when I open up your word, this thing has the ability to change me. That your word has the ability. I can't bear the fruit of the Spirit on my own. So, Holy Spirit, you're going to have to impart on me your wisdom. Because I don't have the wisdom today. I don't have the ability to be able to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control on my own. That's only going to come through the power and the work of the Holy Spirit that's cultivating this thing on the 
inside of me, below the surface of just my life. And you know what? When I begin to say yes to the Holy Spirit and yes to what Jesus wants, then I'm becoming who God has created me to be. Come on, if anybody believes that, can we give Jesus a big shout of praise? Come on, give more than that. Let's give him a big shout of praise in this place. All right, good. Number one, listen, hey, don't look for the right person. That's a common slip up. Number two, if you're ready for it, say, I'm ready. All right, it's number two. It's this idea that get all of your relationship advice from those TV shows that you've been watching, from Netflix, from movies, and let me just throw in there some Disney up in there, all right? Like, like get, get your relationship. You want to slip up in your relationships? Get all of your advice from them. I'm going I'm to give you just kind of a quick uh, recap of a movie that maybe you've heard before, and just go with me with it, because I think some of you will know what I'm talking about. And it just starts out kind of like this, that they don't know each other, and they bump into each other. They kind of like each other. She leaves. He's brokenhearted. He writes letters, and he writes letters, and he writes letters. But she doesn't get the letters, and she moves on with her life. She becomes wealthy. He becomes poor. He has a house. He works on the house, and he works on the house, and he works on the house, and he writes the letters, and he writes the letters, and he sends them, but she never gets them. She meets an officer. He's handsome. She plans out her life. Oh, I love you. Oh, I love you back. I got to go back home. I got to go back and check on something. Should I be worried? No. Liar. Like, you were lying. Like, she goes back, and he's working on the house. June, it's me, it's you, I love you, I run, it's raining, I wrote letters, here's your letters, OMG, here's the letters, what are we going to do, I love you, I hate you, why do we fight, I'm punching you, this is us, let's get married, it's raining, ah, right, and if you don't know, that is the notebook in the last 30 seconds, so don't even waste your time watching that movie, all right, don't waste your time watching that movie, anybody there? You, you, you know what I'm talking about. Everybody that's watched the notebooks like, yeah, that's it. But here's the problem. And here's what happens in our life is so many times is that is where we're getting our idea of what love should look like. That's where we're getting our idea from where marriage should look like and relationships should look like. And it's beautiful in the movies. You know, I mean, he's got, you know, wet hair and it's raining and all this stuff. And it's beautiful there. And as ridiculous as it sounds, though, that's where we're getting our ideas for our relationships. It's from that area. And what happens in our life is a lot of times what we create in the inside and what we begin to believe and what we begin to see is this idea that, you know what, uh, we fall in love with this fairy tale to where, you know, it's supposed to be love at first sight. And I saw her and I fell in love with her. And what begins to happen is that we pay more attention to the exterior than we do to the interior. That we begin to just look at everything from a surface level and never get beyond the surface of what really a person is on the inside. And I believe that God is calling you and I to say, you know what, no, 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 we're not stopping at the surface level. That's what fairy tales, that's what the movies would tell us, that's what Netflix would tell us. But God's actually calling us to go deeper in our relationships. I just want to challenge y'all real quick, if y'all ever thought about it and considered that we're all fighting gravity. Come on, somebody, we all losing, okay, everybody losing. It, it, like we're all we're all dying a slow listen prince charming isn't gonna look like prince charming for forever come on somebody right he ain't gonna look like that forever oh i just want tall dark and handsome well you know what i would settle for i would settle for trustworthy determined and honest that's what i'd settle for because that goes beyond the surface that ain't gonna be there for forever it's the interior and again what makes you stand out what makes you live differently in this life as peter would encourage you and i is this fact that what's on the inside of us 
is the difference maker. I think about this guy in the Older Testament named David. How many of y'all have heard of David in the Bible? Come on, wave at me. I think all of us have. I think we've all heard of David. I think about him. I think about what David did in his life. He was the runt of the family. Like he was the one that nobody really cared about. He was out tending sheep on the biggest day of his family's life ever. Like somebody in their family was going to be the next king of Israel. Like coming from David's family. And David wasn't even invited to the party. He had seven older brothers. And they're all there. And David's out in the field just because he's little and he's out there. He's the runt. He's just working. And all of a sudden they line up all of these guys in front of, of Saul. And, and, and what happens is, is what begins to happen. Samuel, Saul is the, the king at the time. It's not a good king. And Samuel looks at all these guys and they look studly. They look like they got it all together. They look like, man, those look like warriors. Those look like guys that could be kings. And he looks at them and says, no, no, no. None of them are it. Go and get the other son. And they go and get David who comes in all scraggly from out in the field, probably smelling like sheep guts and everything else, okay? Just nasty. And he comes inside. And, and guess what happens? He may not look like he's the king, but Samuel, according to God, the Holy Spirit tells him, that's the new king of Israel. That's the next king. Because you know why? God is not worried about the exterior near as much as he is the inside of us. So I want to challenge some of us. Let's break up with this idea of a fairy tale, of a fantasy, right? This idea of a fantasy is escaping reality, right? It's kind of just being out of it, running from the problems. So instead of living for fantasy, this is what I believe God wants you and I to do, is get a vision for your relationship. So write this down. Get a vision for your relationship from God. That you and I need a vision for our relationship from God. If you want to stand out, if you want to live differently in your marriage, in your singleness, get a vision for your life. Again, fantasy wants to escape reality, wants to run from it, run from the problems with vision. says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to face the challenges. I'm going to face the frustration. I'm going to confront it and transform it according to the word of God and according to the vision that God has given me. Vision changes things. Vision says, you know what? I got a vision for my life. I'm going to put some boundaries around my life. I got some vision for my life, my relationships. I'm going to put some values around the things that I believe that God wants me to live by. So get a vision for your relationship. Vision is so important. Look at Proverbs 29, verse 18. This is what the Bible says. Where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. What's that mean? That means that everywhere, you know what, if they don't have a vision for their life, they're all over the place. They're scattered everywhere. They're doing all of their other things, not on mission, like what I feel like God has called you and I to do. Again, what you and I watch is where we learn. What you and I watch is what we learn. And what happens is when we're finding our, 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 all of our relationship advice from Disney and Netflix and movies, is, that's the things that we're learning. But I just want to encourage you. That's why it's so important that we come into God's house and that we look at God's word and that throughout the week that you're fixing your eyes on God's word because his word gives us a picture of what he has designed and he's developed for us when it comes to our relationship. So many of us in this room, the vision that we're watching is from Disney. And you know what every fairy tale that's out there tells us is that there's like this Prince Charming who is ready to rescue and there's this princess who needs to be saved. Right? And it's wild because people begin to look for partners, begin to look for spouses, literally based on the fact of people that need rescue. Word to the wise, don't marry someone who needs to be rescued. Right? Marry someone who's already running after Jesus with full force. Right? You choose stock based upon its potential. You choose a partner based upon their patterns. 
And what happens is we all, we all think, oh, you know what? You don't know him like I do. Like, I know the real him. I know his heart. Like, oh, he's, he's got good intentions. Homegirl, he's cheated on you three times, right? <laughs> this microphone is hot. Okay, all right. <laughs> he's cheated on you three times. And you know what? You have a fairy tale vision of what a relationship. Now, I'm not saying there can't be restoration. Always can be restoration if Jesus is involved. Always, every time. But look at the patterns. And are we in love more with a fantasy or do we have a vision from God? Could it be that Disney is discipling you and I rather than God's word is? And that's my challenge for us. Maybe the reason why you're so frustrated in your marriage right now is because you're comparing your spouse to a fictional character that they could never live up to. And I just want to encourage you. Let's go back to God's word. Somebody today needs to get a resolve on the inside of their heart and say, you know what? I'm getting a healthy vision. I'm breaking up with the fairy tales, and I'm basing my relationship upon God's word. Come on, if we believe that, can we give God a big shout of praise all over this place? I'm going to try not to spill this right now. Here we go. The last thing is this. Slip up number one, number two, number three. If you're ready for it, say, I'm ready. Here it is. Slip up number three. Write this down. Is believe that your identity comes from your relationship. See, what happens so many times in our life is that we believe that our relationship, that's where I get my worth, that's where my identity comes from, that's where I find value in my life, and what we begin to do a lot of times is what, I just believe like this cup right here. This cup can just imagine just for a second that this is your and my life, and uh, if you can just imagine it for a second, let's just say that we're getting filled up a little bit, and what begins to happen is that a lot of times what you and I believe is that, um, you know what, this horizontal relationships that I have with my spouse, with my friends, with all these other things that are horizontal, that's really where I'm going to find my satisfaction and my fulfillment. But obviously, if you see that, what happens is if we're looking for satisfaction and we're looking for identity and all of our horizontal relationships, what's this leave you and I in? Empty, busted, broken, looking for somehow. Something has to fulfill you and I. And a, a lot of times, this is what we do. It's a common slip up. A lot of us do it, but I want you to know that so many times we walk through life and we think, you know what? That relationship will fix me. That's where I'm going to get my identity. That's where I'm going to get my worth. That's where I'm going to get my, oh, that's, that's really going to make me. And we look horizontally what you and I should be looking vertically for. So what I want us to think about is you and I in our life, what we should be doing is getting a vision from God, knowing that, hey, this is what God has called me to do. And guess what begins to happen? If you will let the Holy Spirit, you will let the God, God's word and Jesus fill your life, look what happens. Is that they're out of the overflow of your life, it's going to affect all the other relationships. Even the front row's a little wet right there. You know what I'm saying? Because of the fact that guess what happened? Out of the overflow of your life where God was pouring into you, where the vertical relationship, the one relationship that you and I I got to get right. It affected everything else. And that doesn't mean that everything else on the horizontal is going to get better overnight. Does not mean that. I don't want you to hear me say when you give your life to Jesus, when you're following Jesus, that all your relationships are just going to be hunky-dory and going to be good. That's not what I'm saying to you. What I am saying to you, though, is that even if everything around you is rocky, look at the fact that you are still filled. That you're still filled. That God is still filling you. So this is what I want to challenge some of us today. We think our identity comes from our relationship. It's a common slip up. But God is saying to you and I, receive your identity. Receive your identity. Get this vertical relationship right. And out of the overflow of that relationship with God vertically, it affects everything else horizontally. 
Know that you are not who they say you are. Know that that is not what your ex has said about you is true. Know that your past does not have to define what you look like in the future. But let's, you, let's just realize and understand what God says about you. As we sang just a second ago, that you are chosen, that you're a chosen people, that you're not forsaken, that you are forgiven, that you are redeemed, that you are set free, and that you are bought with a price. The price of Jesus, the price and, and the worth of something is what somebody was willing to pay for it. Guess what? You're worth God's son to God like that. He was willing to give up himself. He's willing to give up his son, his one and only son, to die in yours and my spot and understand God is saying to you, you can't achieve your identity. You can't achieve your salvation. you got to receive it. And look what 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says. It says, this means that anyone who is in Christ, who belongs to Christ, has become a new person. That the old life is gone and the new life has come. And I don't know where you're at on this relationship spectrum when it comes to horizontally. But I know today that you can get one relationship right. And that's the vertical relationship with God. You can stand before a bunch of people that have been in your same shoes or, or, or been, are still there in the same position that you are. In a room full of people that love you or you're watching online. And you can declare, you know what, I don't have it all together. But I've tried, I've lived my life. I live my life horizontally. I live my life this way. I live my life looking for everything else to fulfill me, but all I am is left empty and hopeless. But I know the name of hope, and his name is Jesus. And if you will put your trust in him, if you will put your faith in him, that he is faithful and just to forgive you of all unrighteousness. And so maybe you're here today, maybe you're watching online, and you've never gotten that vertical relationship right. No matter what you do horizontally, nothing will ever fix what only a vertical relationship with God can fix. So maybe you're in here. Maybe today's the day where you need to say yes to Jesus. You've tried everything else. Maybe you're watching online because you don't even think you've come into a church because you mean what you were doing last night or whatever it might be. And I just want to challenge all of us that we all are, are all far from God. And we're all sinners. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But what I love about Jesus is the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, that even while we were sinning, Christ died for us. That that relationship can be restored. That because of what Jesus did on the cross, that you and I can have forgiveness of that sin. And it will affect everything else. Every other relationship in your life. All the way around you. So if you're in this room, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? If you're watching online, it's safe for you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes as well? Maybe you're in here. You've never said yes to a relationship with Jesus. You've never asked Jesus to come into your life. Here's what I'm going to ask of you today that you're in this room and you would say, hey, no, I, I, I've never asked Jesus to come in my life. I'm here and man, I, the, the Holy Spirit's just been tugging on my heart. There's been something I've been uneasy as we talk through this. And I, I'm realizing, you know what, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. If that's you, first of all, I'm just so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're watching. I'm so glad you're in the room. I just want to tell you that God loves you so much. He cares about you so much. He was willing to send his son for you and for me. That our sin that separated us from God, that God was not okay with us being uh, in a broken relationship. That there was all through the Older Testament, you see that God was trying to restore relationship with his people. And it all pointed to this man named Jesus who came, lived a perfect life, died a death on a cross, and got out of the grave three days later. And we believed that and we put our full weight down in that. Maybe you're watching today or maybe you're in this room and you say, you know what? I need to put my trust in Jesus. I need to put my trust in him. 
If that's you, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Everybody's heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Would you just take a moment and would you just say something like this? It doesn't have to be word for word, but I just want you to mean it in your heart. Just say, Jesus, would you forgive me? Believe what you did on the cross. Believe that they put you in the tomb. Believe that three days later that you got out of the grave. I ask you to save me. Forgive me of my sin. Come in my life. Help me live for you from this day forward. And maybe you're in this room. Feel the Holy Spirit in here. That maybe somebody today just prayed to receive Jesus. Somebody watching online. You just prayed that prayer, something like it. But you meant it on the inside of you. You've been fighting it for a long time, but today finally said, I'm, I'm surrendering my life to Jesus. If that's you, I want to just tell you that the angels in heaven are rejoicing and partying when one person comes to Jesus. There is a party going on in heaven, and in just a second, there's going to be a party in this room. You know why? Because we're going to celebrate, because that's our response. That's what we do. And, and you're in this room. We want to know that you made that decision to say yes to Jesus. And I, on your way in, grab the Connect card. Uh, up here on, our, on the sides, on either side of the stage, we've got a great team. We'd love to just receive you if you just said yes to a relationship with Jesus. I know it's kind of uncomfortable. I mean, I want to ask you in just a second, I'm going to count to three, but I want you to stand to your feet. We've got a team that just wants to party like heaven, just wants to celebrate like heaven, wants to give you a Bible. And the generous people of Purpose Church said, you know what, we've been praying for people to meet Jesus. We've been praying for people that they can have some oh, a word, uh, the, the word of God that they can hold in their hand and they can read and it can make some sense to them. And, Maybe that's you, and you just pray to receive Jesus. On the count of three, our team is going to move as well, so you're not even going to be the only one moving. They're not going to leave the room. They're going to stay in this room as well, but they're going to kind of get in their positions because we're going to take up our tithes and offerings in just a second. But maybe you're in here, and you just pray to receive Jesus. Would you, on the count of three, would you come up here to one of my friends on either side of the stage and let them know, today I said yes to Jesus. One, two, three. If you're watching online, I'll just tell you the way you can let us know that you responded to the gospel is just text the word purpose, P-U-R-P-O-S-E, to 270-229-6488. That would be awesome. Let us know that. We'd love to follow up with you. Love to be able to do that. But maybe you're in this room and you just pray to receive Jesus today. If that's you, I love that. I love that. I love that. Awesome. I'm going to give just a second invitation right now. Maybe you're in this place and you say, you know what? I am... Um, I've been in my life, I've had relationships, and I'll just be honest, some things have slipped through my life. I've taken my focus off of Jesus, I've taken my focus and put it on everything else, but today was just a reminder that I'm going to put my focus on Jesus, that I'm going to put my focus on Him, and maybe you're in here, and just today was just that, just that refocusing for you, just that rededicating, you know what, I'm putting my eyes on Jesus. If that's you, I just want to see your hand, just say, hey, you know what, it's a great reminder for me today. I needed that today. Come on, just raise your hand. Drop it right back down. I see you all over this room. All over this room. I love that. Well, let me pray for you. God, I thank you so much for everybody just raised their hand. Just said, you know what, I, I, I already have a relationship with Jesus, but man, I've taken my eyes off of him. I thank you so much for the people responding to the gospel. And so today, God, I just thank you for what you've done. I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you are still in the salvation business. And you're still in the miracle working business, the setting free business. God, we're so thankful for that. And we're going to be a church that's loud about the name of Jesus. Lord, we love you. We honor you. We thank you. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. And everybody said...
Amen, amen. Why don't we do this, Purpose Church? Can we stand on our feet and can we give Jesus the loudest ovation that we've given him all day long? Come on. Y'all can do better than that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, right now, we're going to continue our service. Don't leave just yet. We're going to continue our service by taking up our tithes and offerings. And maybe this is your first time at Purpose Church. Maybe you're just checking it out. Listen, this is for people that call Purpose Church home. We want you to know that if if you are, uh, it is your first time. Listen, we just all we want from you is that connection card with just a little info so we can follow up with you and just tell you how much we love you. So glad that you're here. And then also, if it is, if Purpose Church is your home, I want you to know just how big of an impact you're making. Last Sunday, right here in the front of the service, uh, we had 13 people go public with their faith in baptism last Sunday. Come on. That's a big deal, right? It's a big deal. And when we talk about our tithes and offerings, what I want you to know is the fact that, guess what? When we give, we're saying, you know what? I'm going to take that first tenth that God has given me, my job, my paycheck, and I'm going to say, you know what? God, I've given it to you. Thank you for trusting me with a 90%. And guess what? I want you to know that you're making an eternal impact. And we got these people right up here in just a second. I want to show you this, this next screen. It's the baptism screen. And I want to read off these names that you and I were a part of giving towards to seeing people meet Jesus and take their next step towards him. Look at this. Addie, Addie, Amanda, Brooke, Greta, Izzy, Jake, Karen, Leah, Logan, McKenna, Parker, and Valerie. Come on. Is anybody thankful that, man, we got to see a little bit of heaven where people are going public with their faith in Jesus? I love it. I love it. I'm so thankful for you. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for believing in the vision God has given our church and what we believe that this is not it. That God doesn't want us just to stop here. So our usher team is going to go ahead and come forward. They're going to start passing those buckets, those containers around. They can pass those. And if you don't mind helping out a little bit, we get to the end of the road, we're going to pass it back because we're all in this together. And I don't know, I don't know about you, but, but if you pass that, maybe you've got extra pins at your house and you don't need any more pins. You've got 4,732 pins. We'll put that one that you got today just right back in there. That would be awesome. But, man, we're so thankful for you, whether you give in service Allie and I, we give online, so if you're passing the container, that, that happens, you pass that. Thank you for your generosity. It means the world to us that you would just believe again in the vision God has given us to reach people who are far from God, connect them to Jesus, and help them live on purpose. You're a part of that, and I just can't thank you enough for that. So I, I want to do this in just a second. We're going to party. We're going to sing just the last like little bit of, of that song called Joy, because we're going to walk out of here with some joy today, and guess what we're going to do? On the way out, too, we got free ice cream sandwiches for everybody, just because we can. That's going to give you a little joy on the way out. Our worship team will dismiss you in just a second, but come on, let's pray, and let's just celebrate what God is doing. God, we thank you so much for today. Lord, we honor you. We love you. We're going to sing with joy in our heart. You know why? Because of what you've done on the cross, because you saved us, because you set us free, and today, we're so thankful for that. Come on, we're going to sing like we are some joyous people. Is there anybody thankful for what Jesus has done in their life? Is there anybody thankful that they're filled with joy? Come on, let's sing like we do. Let's sing like we mean it. Thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.